it is good to hear you and your energy is good. So I feel like I don't got to really level up my energy up here because you guys are giving it right back to me. So I praise the Lord for that. And I want to welcome you back to episode number what? All right. I, I even forgot. But we are in this series called Beyond Reality. Now, previously, we learned that we must give the word flesh. That is, the word of God needs to be able to live in your life. Ain't that right, Brother Frankie? Amen and amen. He's always behind the camera, but I know he listens to the word, so I appreciate you, my brother. Uh, today, I said to you, we would be in Isaiah chapter 9, but I have to apologize. I have to break my promise. I ain't God. <laughs> but uh, as I was going through Isaiah chapter 8, it just put a noose on my neck that I couldn't just pass it by without looking at it one more time. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 8 and verse number 11 to number 18 today. Kindly turn your Bibles to that passage. In this particular text, I just want to orient your mind to what we're about to read, is that there is a confusion. When God says something, people say something to you, what should you do? Perhaps you are at that stage today. God is saying, don't go, but you want to go. Perhaps you're at that stage today. God is saying, don't say it, but you want to say it. Perhaps you're at that stage today that you want to buy it, but God says, no, don't buy it. How do you deal with that tension and that confusion in your life Isaiah chapter 8 addresses this. If you have your Bibles, kindly turn there to Isaiah chapter 8, verse 11. And for the reading of God's word, kindly stand with me so that we, we give God's word respect. But at the same time, I just want to wake, wake you up a, a little bit. <clears throat> when you got it, say, Pastor, I got it. Pastor, I got it. All right, all right. This is what it says. For the Lord spoke thus to me. With his strong hand upon me. And warned me. Not to walk in the way of this people. Saying. Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls. Conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. No be in dread. No be in dread. See right there, you just got to dance. Because your fear should be different. The things that trouble you should be different. Amen, somebody? Not every fear should be your fear. Okay, I'm going to get to that. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be <laughs> your fear. And let him be your dread. And he'll become a sanctuary and a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling to both houses of Israel. A trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many shall stumble on it. They shall fall and be broken. They shall be snared and taken. Bind up the testimony. Seal the teaching among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord. Who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. And I will hope 
in him. Today, I've labeled the sermon, don't learn a new language. Let us pray. Mighty God, thank you for this privilege to listen to your word. Edit my speech, free my speech, and speak to somebody in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And thank you for standing. I don't take it for granted. So I landed in Jakarta on December 18th, 2017. Pastor Samson and his beloved wife took me to care for. I don't know if I even said it right. Sister Gageska says to me, Pastor, he is the... The trolley, you can go through the aisle and stuff that you like. So, Dickie, I got my trolley and I was pushing through the aisles. But I quickly faced the problem, Sister Audrey. Because soy milk didn't read silk, it read V-soy. I kept going down the aisle and... Detergent didn't read Tide, it read Rinso. <laughs> I kept going down the aisle and, and Aquafina wasn't Aquafina, it was Aqua or Vita. So I, I went to my patrons at the time. I said, Pastor, listen, man, I don't know uh, what I got to get because this stuff is new to me. Can, can you help me out? And so they translated for me the products. Uh, they said, you want soy milk? You better go for V-soy. You want aqua? You want water? Go for aqua. If you want uh, bread, go for sari roti. If you want food, if you want rice, go for this particular product. You understand what I'm saying? That when you're in a new environment, you have to learn new language. You've got to learn how people do stuff in the place. You got to know what motivates people. You got to know why people behave a certain kind of way. I don't mean to impress you by speaking Bahasa. I do that because I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to survive the pasar. You understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to survive the anchor driver. I'm trying to survive. Uh, the grab drive. I'm trying to survive the security guard. I'm trying to survive that scammer on the street who looks at me and says, Boule, hey, hey. You will understand that it's important for you to, to, to learn a language. It's important for you to master a language. Perhaps you are at that place today that you are having to learn a new language. You, you just list, recently married, Sister Audrey. Amen. So you got to learn a new language and how to flow and how to go about it. Some of you, JCC, this is your first time. And you've got to learn that we're okay with drums up in here. We're okay with a little contemporary music up in here. We, we don't mind your hymns. We don't mind that kind of stuff. But we, we like it a little bit different in here. So you got to learn a new language. Somebody's in a new relationship, in a new job. you got to learn a new language. And what I've discovered in life is that problems tend to produce new language, Sister Timmy. 
You see, COVID-19 allowed us to develop new language, Dr. Regina. <clears throat> the kingpin of them all was COVID-19, COVID. In fact, we came up with different variations, CD-19, CVD-19. Me and Pastor Sam would say, man, that Rona, man, is cray, cray, crazy. Oh, we became friends with the concept of herd immunity. Let's just get together, hug each other, get the corona. We're going to be good. Oh, we said, my friend is locked down. Can you come to the meeting? I'm on lockdown. Can you come on time? I'm on lockdown. In fact, some of us still want to be locked down today. Oh, Zoom beat WhatsApp. In fact, Zoom became more popular because of the pandemic. We had to understand that Jagajarak needs to, to navigate and manage our social interactions. We, we can't be too close. We have to take distance. We, we had to learn that Diruma Aja is the office now. We had to, uh, now that all of that stuff is over, Peduli Lindungi is our friend. It collects our vaccine certificates and we go to the door and then we are either given access or we are told not to go in. I'm trying to let somebody know that problems tend to produce a new language. And the people in Isaiah's day were facing a problem. The Assyrians were coming to attack them. The Assyrians were coming to pillage them. The Assyrians were coming to plunder them. The Assyrians were coming to destroy them. And God was the one who was responsible. Notice what the text says at the mouth of Isaiah. The Lord is bringing up against them the waters of the river, mighty and many. The king of Assyria and all his glory. I got news for somebody today that your problem is not the laptop that is messed up. Sometimes it is God. Sometimes the pain you're experiencing in your foot is not the pain in your foot. It is God. The disagreements you're seeing at home, it is because God is behind that. And what I love about God is that God don't duck. You know, some of us, we duck. When we, we want to address issues, we send somebody else to talk about it. Amen, somebody? <laughs> or when we want to say no, we make excuses. Well, you know, I'm really tired. Just, just say no. Don't, don't say you're tired. You don't want to do it. <laughs> so, so we duck. Now, I, I don't want to be seen as, as the pain in the neck. I don't want to be seen as the bad guy. I, I don't want to confront nobody. I, I want peace. God is going to scratch that. I don't care about none of that. I'm the one who is responsible for your problems. And I want you to understand that it is from me. And I hope somebody can understand what I'm trying to say. The issues you're facing is not because of anybody else but God is talking to you. And God wants to get your attention. God wants to fix a problem that is bigger than the problem you're going through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> money is a problem. If you ain't got money, it's a problem. You know what I mean? But the bigger problem is you to lose your salvation. If you want to say Not being popular is a problem because people don't follow you. But God is interested in you praying more. Yeah, so if God needs to twist things around in your life. If God needs to mess it up because he's reaching something higher, he'll do it. 
And I'm glad that God sees better than me. I'm glad that God understands that I am faulty. I, I'm glad that God understands that my desires may be misplaced. I'm glad that God knows that I don't see everything as it should be seen. And therefore, in his goodness, in his kindness, he will mess my life to fix my life. <laughs> should I say amen for that? But that's okay. <laughs> I'm glad that God is willing to mess up my schedule to get me on time. I'm glad God is willing to mess up my sermon <laughs> To mess up my outline so that you can hear a word. And is there somebody there who is struggling with this? Please understand that God is looking out for you. Things may not be working out as you wish. Things may not be working out as you dream. But understand that as long as God is on your team, you're going to achieve the dream. Amen, somebody. Let's trust God that he knows what he is doing and that he's going to look out for us. Uh, so... God is the one bringing the problem. Now, now, now watch this. The people, they look at their problem, which is really a prophecy from God, but they call it a conspiracy. Did you catch that? They're calling the invasion of the Assyrians a conspiracy. Can, can we just pause and just sit in this for a moment Isaiah is saying God is going to destroy you through the Assyrians the people are saying this is a conspiracy isn't that like some of us we hear a word from the Lord and we say now nah, the pastor don't like me somebody criticizes us because they want us to get uh, they, they hate me uh, they're out to get me and notice what they're doing. They're taking a prophecy and they're, they're expanding it and blowing it up and making it look what it doesn't look like from God. <laughs> they're calling a prophecy a conspiracy. And what I have learned is that oftentimes you and I, we, 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 we create a new language based upon our problems. We, we start to change the problem into what it is not. So a headache becomes cancer. I've been having headaches, you know, all this time. I think I need to see a doctor. I might have cancer in my body. Uh, the boss wants to make sure that you're meeting your KPI. Oh, I think I'm going to get fired. Somebody doesn't text you the time you expect them to text you. Oh, they're disrespecting me. Come on, ladies. <laughs> Talk about doing if you can. <laughs> ladies are very, very detailed. <laughs> you didn't text. You didn't call. <laughs> so what? <laughs> we see personality differences, and we say, wow, we can never be compatible. As if God wants us to think the same and to be alike. So we have this tendency to, to create new language. We have the tendency to blow it up more than what God intended it to be. So, so suppose I, I tell you that you know what? By the powers invested in me, in me, I'm changing the name of the airport. And I'm not calling it Sokano International Airport anymore. <laughs> I'm calling it Sokano International Rumasakit. How would you feel about that? You, you'd be like, He'd be like, Pastor, what are you doing? There's, there's not even power in you. You change nothing. And by the way, this is not a hospital. It's an airport. It exists to help us 
out. It exists to help us to reach, to, lead, to reach Bali. It exists to help us to travel. It is not a hospital. So you understand what I'm trying to say. That when you mislabel your problems, you miss the point of the, the, the situation. Giving your problems a, a, a different name makes you not understand what is truly going on. And my question is this. Have you labeled your problems correctly? Is your cancer really cancer? Is them hating you really hating you? Is them misunderstanding you really them misunderstanding you? Is you not being promoted, you really not being promoted? Have you given your problems the right name? And I need somebody to understand today that you need to be able to allow your language to see your problems eye to eye. Because you and I understand that problems or language is important. It's not just we're trying to be cute. Uh, so suppose, uh, Brother Jeff, I, I, I start to call a car a, 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 motor, a, a motorbike. What am I trying to achieve by doing that? You get what I mean? You tell me, Pastor, listen, you're misunderstanding what's going on. This, this, this was not manufactured uh, to function like a motorbike. It was manufactured to function like a car because it is created to allow you to travel more comfortably. Amen, somebody? You can get on the toll road with this thing. You know what I mean? And when it's raining, you're not going to get wet. A motorbike wasn't, wasn't created for that. It was created for speed so that when there's traffic on Sodium and you don't drag your feet, you're, you're, you're able to get your destination a lot, a lot more quickly. So you and I understand that it's important that we identify things correctly. And I need somebody here to appreciate what I'm trying to say, that you need to be able to look at your issues. You need to be able to look at your problems and give them the right name. Do not misdiagnose what is going on because when you do that, you either conflate it or deflate it and God cannot help you. God is telling somebody, stop, stop saying that the person is simply joking. Call it for what it is. They are abusing you. And let's deal with it. Some of you say, oh, you know, he jokes for me all the time. And, you know, I know he's just joking. It's, he's having a bad day. No, he's not having a bad day. He's treating you bad. And get it fixed. Oh, you, you know what? I'm just been having pain on my foot. When you could have something wrong with your back. So some of us, we downplay the problems we are facing. When we should give them the right name. And when we do that, God is able to help us in our issues and our difficulties. This is why God tells Isaiah. Isaiah, tell the people, don't call it a conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear because God is understanding something. Language we use affects the emotions that we feel. I didn't sleep well last night. Actually, I'm very tired right now. But I'm, I, I want to I draw this to you because of what happened to me last night. A brother of mine called... And we talked for some time, and then a brother, uh, another brother of mine called, but I was expecting a phone call from somebody close to me, somebody in my family. And I waited until about 11.30 p.m., and I woke up this morning at 3.27 a.m., and I haven't slept since. And the reason for that is all the time I was thinking, why are they not calling? 
I've been waiting all this time. And therefore my emotions were worked up because wrong expression produces wrong emotions. And somebody is not sleeping tonight because of the wrong expressions over your issues. So every night you go to sleep late, you wake up early. Every day there's a pain on your foot. Every day there's anxiety. Every day there is fear because of your wrong language. Because you haven't identified your problems uh, correctly. You see in the text, God is trying to stop something. He's telling Isaiah, I don't want you to do this. God is saying, Berhanti, Tidabisa, don't do this. He, he's saying, no, 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 don't, 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 don't use the wrong language. It's not good for you. And, and for me, watch this, Sister Charmaine, that when problems increase, God is telling Isaiah, maintain the language of faith. I told you at the beginning uh, that when I first came to Indo, I had to learn a little bit of Bahasa and learn Indonesian products and I had to maneuver because I want to survive in this jungle. You know what I'm saying? But there's one thing I need to maintain week to week. I need to maintain English. There's one thing I need to maintain and that, that's why I'm here. That's why I preach it because I speak in, in English. You understand what I'm saying? So God is telling Isaiah, Isaiah, you may go through difficulties and challenges and struggles and things you don't understand. But make sure that you maintain the language of faith. Because God understands something that no matter what you are in, no matter how bad it is, the language will carry you. No matter how wrong it is, the language will strengthen you. No matter how wrong it is, the language will lift you up. It'll hold you up. You can be sick and feel well. You can be dying and feel alive. You can feel sinful and feel righteous at the same time. The issue is the language you're using. Notice what God tells Isaiah. Isaiah, do not use the language of this people. God is telling Isaiah, avoid the language of the crowd. You see, the language of the crowd is good. We say amen to each other. That's the language of the crowd when we come to church. When you do something nice here in Indo, the cool people, brothers, just say like this, mantul. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say it right, but you know, I'm trying. Bole. See, language of the crowd is good because it allows you to communicate well. And, and it's good when people speak the same language because you can address wrongs. You can correct things. Uh, but sometimes the language of the crowd becomes foul. It becomes foolish and faithless. I, I, I joined uh, a group of uh, friends. We, we play together every so often. When I have time, I go to Kalibata City and I, pray, I play basketball. And uh, I went this Thursday to play. And uh, I went there with new shoes for the first time after two years. I was wearing new basketball shoes. And when I got in there, 
I put on my shoes nicely. I was not telling anybody about my shoes. I was just single warming up and doing my thing. But somebody says, hey, bro, new shoes, yeah? I said, yes. I quickly learned that all those basketball players you see in the picture, they all sell basketball shoes. And then when they talked to me, they said, well, the shoes you bought, you can actually get it for half the price. So I was feeling like, man, I overspent. After we played basketball, we took our picture right here. And then I, I noticed that one of the players was wearing LeBron 18s. These shoes appeared in the movie Space Jam 2. You know, LeBron trying to be like MJ, you know, that's another story. But they appeared in Space Jam 2. So I said to him, hey, bro, nice shoes. He said, do you want to buy them? I said, no, bro, I'm good. I got my own. We took the picture, and then I dressed down, and I'm about to go home. And then I saw him at the door. I said, hey, bro, it was nice seeing you. Hopefully, maybe next week I'll see you again. He said, do you still want the shoes? I said, no, bro, I'm good. The reason for that is I have my own shoes. So there was no way I was going to, <laughs> I was going to get new shoes. The point is this. Sometimes you're going to face situations in which the crowd wants to carry you in a certain direction. They're going to press on you. They're going to poke on you because they feel or they believe that this is the direction you need to go in. Somebody today is being told by the crowd, get married, get married, get married. Somebody is being told, get hired, get hired. Somebody is being told, ask for the promotion, ask, ask, ask. But it's not what God is saying. When you know that this is the language of the crowd, you have to be able to say, no, mm-mm-mm-mm, Terebisa. It's not going to happen right here. And that's why I was so confident in, in being able to tell my friend, I cannot get these shoes because I just bought mine. And is there somebody there who just bought his? You just got the promotion. You just got the family. You just got the money. And somebody else is saying, get this. No, no, no. I got mine. I got mine. I'm good. I'm all good right here. And we need to get to that place, brother and sister. Some of us are looking around too much. Looking at what they got. Looking at what we don't have. Come on now. Oh, she's so thin. Always fit. Me, always blessed. Who said you're not blessed? Perhaps they're so thin because they have a problem in eating. But you don't know. Man... This two, 2020 Toyota Anza is, is, is old already. I think I need the 2022 version. Man, I, I wish I could sing like so-and-so. Mm -mm. You got to be able to say, no, I already have mine. I've already been blessed. I already got it going on. I'm able to eat. Every day. I'm able to dress every day. I'm able to talk every day. My, my body's functioning every day. I praise your name, Jesus. You take care of me. Is there somebody in this church who's saying, Lord, I praise your name for what I got. I praise your name that I may not have it yet, but one day it's going to come. But I'm not going to worry about what ain't coming. I'm going to worry about what has come. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to believe in your power. And I'm not going to a certain destination because people are pushing me along it. Oh, you need to get the, the, the iPhone. You, you need that. No, I'm good. <laughs> Have you gone to Subway yet? Haven't gone yet, but I'm still good. I, I'm planning to go. Well. <laughs> 
You see, I need somebody to understand. You see, you got to be able to maintain the language of faith even when the language of the crowd is against it. Are you feeling what I'm saying? When people are pushing you, uh, driving in a certain direction, you got to be able to say, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going there today. <laughs> I'm not doing it today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I feel like I cannot do it. I'm not capable, but with God, all things are possible. I don't, I feel ugly today, but you got to be able to say I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I can never do anything right. I can never say it right. But you got to be able to say not by might, not by power. Have you seen everybody's going to Punchak? Everybody's spending weekends in Punchak. You got to be able to say, I'm going to spend Sabbath in church. Come on now. And I'm not saying you can't go to Punchak, but please understand that there are times and seasons where people will pull us and drive us. You should be like this. You should do like that. No. I'm going to do what faith says for me to do. I'm going to live my life based upon the word of God. I'm not going to live my life based upon the language of the crowd. No, 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 no way, Jose. I've decided to follow Jesus. And I ain't turning back. There ain't no way you're going to make me change. No, I'm going forward ever. Hey, brother, you don't understand. Nobody's doing this anymore. I don't care if anybody's doing it. This is what God has told me to do. You got to be comfortable to be different. Because there's only one of you. Amen, somebody? There's only one of you. Everybody else is taken. So be you. Do you. Allow God to move you. To do great and awesome things for him. Through your life. Through your testimony. Through your confidence in his power. Through your commitment in his word through your service to him allow God to take you to the next level and God is looking for somebody today who he can take to the next level who is saying that no matter what happens no matter if anybody joins me I'm gonna follow Jesus I'm gonna go I'm gonna maintain the language of faith notice God says don't call conspiracy what these people call conspiracy God says, don't do it. You know what he's telling Isaiah? He's telling him, throw all faithless language in the trash. I'm going to say it one more time. Throw all faithless language in the trash. They can't throw it in the trash. I'm no good for nothing. Throw it in the trash. I can never be loved. Throw it in the trash. I'll never advance, throw it in the trash. How, how, are you with me? And he says somebody saying, I'm going to throw it in the trash. I'm going to throw what my, 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 my friends said about me in the trash. And some of us are living words of the past. What was said 50 years ago, God is saying, throw it in the trash. You are not what your past defined you to be. Allow your present to define you now. Is there somebody who's saying, Lord, I'm going to throw it in the trash. Whatever it is. It's been holding me back. And I'm tired of being held back. I want to live faith language. When I feel like my sins are weighing me down, I'm going to live faith language. 
If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just forgive me all my sins. <laughs> when I feel like I'm losing out for being so faithful, I'm going to remember that do, those who seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness have everything else added to them. <laughs> I'm going to remember that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, <laughs> I will fear no evil. Amen, somebody? So I'm going to live faith language. And anything that is faithless, I'm going to throw it in the trash. It's, 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 it's garbage for me. Three things that faith language will do for you. First is that it will help you to know that some things are not worthy of your fear. <laughs> you know why we're back in this place? Because we, fear, we don't fear COVID anymore as much. Yeah, there was a time when we saw somebody cough. Hey, <laughs> bro, back up. There was a time we, we became Buddha. But now we hug again. Now we lean in again because we are used to the problem. We now realize that it was not such something to fear so much. But there are some things that will always be worthy of your fear. A lion will always be worthy of your fear. A Jakarta driver will always be worthy of your fear. <laughs> man, you guys, when you drive, you see no pedestrians. You, man, I'll be walking down the street, man, and, and I'm trying to cross, and there's a car coming. He's not slowing down. He's curving. I'm like, whoa, I'm going to die up in here. So I fear Jakarta drivers. You feel what I'm saying? And so there are some things that are worthy of a fear. And I'm glad that Isaiah lets us know that there is somebody who is always worthy of your fear. And God, and Isaiah says, but the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. God is worthy of your fear. And fortunately, some of us, we fear, we fear losing our job more than we fear God. Some of us, we fear dis disappointing a parent or someone we love more than we fear God. We would rather look popular than fear God. We would rather spend money than fear God. But let me let you know that people die. You feel me? Let me let you know jobs end. Let me let you know that clothes get old. Let me let you know that a building can be destroyed. So is it worthy to fear those things than fear God? I'm going to contend, no, no, no. Some things are not worthy of your fear. And perhaps you're fearing something, someone, somehow. No, I'm here to let you know, no. If that is keeping you from fearing God truly and, and, and fully, I want you to put it aside and say, you know what? I have decided to fear God. Because God is going to be there to pick up the pieces when they have dumped me. God is going to be there to pick up the pieces when the building is destroyed. God is going to be there to pick up the pieces when I got no job. God will be there taking care of me. So I'm going to put my eggs in the basket of God. I'm going to do what I can in my own strength, in my own understanding to fear God. 
That's what the language of faith will do for you. It'll make you fear God. Your greatest fear should be disappointing God. When you go to sleep at night, you shouldn't worry about what KPI you didn't reach. <laughs> you shouldn't worry about what they thought about you. You should be like, did God really think I did my job well today? You, you see what I'm trying to tell you is that if you put God in the front, you're going to do your jobs well. You're going to love your family as well. Your health is going to be right. But because God is behind, then you are not really progressing. You're not really advancing because with God you do more. When he's behind you, you do less. So make God your fear. Put him in front of your patients, doctors, teachers. Put him in front of your students. Lawyers, put him in front of your cases. Pastors, put him in front of your sermons. Lovers and loved ones, put him in front of your love. Watch things happen and pop. Second thing the language of faith will do for you. It makes God a sanctuary, not a snare. See, it's interesting that uh, Isaiah says, fear God. And when you do that, he's going to be your sanctuary. Now, how many of you feared your parents? Like you feared them, like they're going to probably spank you or some of you probably still fear your parents. I feared my dad. Gino doesn't fear his dad. He's like, nah, I got it going on. <laughs> let, let me tell you, Gino, I, I feared my dad. Not that I was afraid of him, but I feared that if I did the wrong thing, one, he's going to spank me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when he told me, guess what I did? I cleaned my room. When he told me, read your books, and what I did, I cleaned my books. But the very person I feared also fed me. <laughs> the very person I feared brought me to the U.S. Uh, the same person I feared made sure that when I was coming to Indonesia for the first time, he was there with me at the airport and he gave me a hug. He prayed for me. The same person I feared care of me. I'm trying to tell you, when God is your fear, he takes care of you. He protects you. He looks out for you. When people are talking against you, he says, hey, 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 hey. This is a VIP. The other day, last Sunday, I was cooking tofu balls. Yes, I cook. I was cooking tofu balls. And I fried them nicely. And then I put them on a plate. And then I wanted to take the oil that was hot to put it in a, a bowl so that I could use this one frying pan because being a bachelor, you know what I'm saying, you don't want to buy so many things, so I only have one pan. So I emptied out. Now sometimes I am cavalier or a maverick when it comes to touching things. I can touch things that are hot. Hey, come here, come here. So I, 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 I went to the bowl that I had poured out the oil. I think it was so hot because, you know, oil really gets hot. And so I grabbed it and immediately I dropped it and it, 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 it broke on the ground. The same thing I used to fry with also fried me. Are you know what I'm saying? Hey. The same thing that can be a sanctuary can also be a snare. And that is what God is talking about right here. He says, and he will become a sanctuary and a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling to both house of Israel. A trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The same thing that can be a sanctuary can also become 
Esnea. That's what God is saying. So I paused. I walked a little carefully. I was a little bit afraid because I said, whoa, medicine can also become poison. Mm. So I moved a little closer. And then I read a passage. Peter interprets this text like this. Listen to this. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through who? Through who? I don't hear you. Through who? A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. The same thing that is a sanctuary can also become a snare. The text is saying, for some people, Jesus Christ is either a sanctuary or he's a, he's a snare. Those who exercise the language of faith, believing that in their power they cannot do it, believing that they cannot save themselves, Jesus is a sanctuary. But those who say, I can do it by myself, those who believe that their acts of devotion, their Sabbath keeping, their tithe giving, they are all there, 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 think that it can save them, Jesus Christ is a snare. And the question is, who is Jesus to you today? Is he a sanctuary or is he a snare? Are you going to him and say, Lord, I love you? Or are you saying every time you see him, you're tripping? And I, wanna, I want to tell somebody that if you see yourself in a situation that you cannot help yourself, you see yourself in a situation that you cannot do anything for yourself, Jesus is saying, come, come right now, come. I am your sanctuary. I am your savior. I want to help you. And Jesus is telling that somebody, stop doing it by yourself. Trust in my power. Trust in my ability. And I want to help somebody. I want to help you in your struggle and in your challenge, in your situation, whatever it is. So is Jesus a sanctuary or is he a snare? Is he helping you or is he hurting you? And the difference is the language you're using. The difference is what you're speaking. The third, third thing, and I, I, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. The third thing is this, the language of faith will help you see God even when you can't see him. Uh, the other day, I visited a home and kids were playing in, 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 in the home. And sometimes I, I, I like to play with kids. And so I said, if I'm going to play with these kids, I got to join them in their game. And Dr. Regina, they were playing hide and seek. So I went to hide. The funny thing was this. Everywhere where I hid, they found me. So I quickly realized, these kids, they know the house. <laughs> so no matter where I hide, they're going to find me. Do you know God that well? That no matter where he's hiding, you can find him. Do you know God so well 
that no matter where he is, you can find him. When you got no money, you know how to find him. When you got bills, you know how to find him. When you're confused, you know how to find him. When you don't know what to do, you know how to find him. When you're perplexed, when you're in pain, you know how to find him. Do you know where God is hiding? The language of faith helps you to do that. Though they slay me, says Job, I will trust in him. That's the language of faith. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's the language of faith. I've been young, now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken. That's the language of faith. I don't want to give, but blessed is the that gives. That's the language of faith. I don't know how to do it, but God is going to provide. You see, in this season, you cannot afford to learn a new language. You've got to speak the language of faith no matter what, no matter what you're facing. And today I came to call somebody. Don't learn a new language. Speak the language of faith. No matter what you're facing. And that is how you're going to be able to live beyond reality. Is there anybody who's saying, Pastor, I don't want to learn a new language. I like the language that I know. I want to speak the language of faith. Is anybody like that? Who is joining me today saying, I don't want to learn a new language. Uh, let us pray. Father God, thank you. We don't want to learn a new language today. We like the language of faith. Thank you, O God. For this we humbly ask and we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, yeah, I know that that word did something to you. And you want to respond. And I want to give you the opportunity to respond. The number is on the screen. Reach out to us, to us. We want to pray with you. We want to counsel you. We want to study with you. And perhaps today you're saying you want to give your life over to Jesus. That is the best decision you can ever make. And you can make that too. We are here to serve your needs. We're here to take care of you. And we'd be more than glad to help you transition to the level of faith you need to live. If the Lord has inspired you to partner with, with us in ministry, please do the same as well. The account number is on the screen. And please give us uh, any love gift in any amount that God has inspired you to give. And I, I bet and I believe that it is going to take us to the next level of proclaiming the love of Jesus. May God bless you. And I'm going to see you very soon. Take care.